0: please subscribe, do yourselves a massive favour. Thank you very much. 3CR, here to stay. Hi, I'm Kim Salmon. I'd like to have a quick word about public radio, particularly 3CR. The thing about public radio is that it's... More open than the more formatted types of radio to what's going on around it, so when you listen to it, you're more likely to hear a reflection of real life. And 3CR being the heart of Smith Street, Collingwood, is a particularly good
1: example. That's number <speaking in foreign language>
0: Yes, I have. You're listening to the Yarrabug Radio Show here on 3CR. And I still think I've got something playing in the background that I can't uh, turn off at the moment. It seems to be turning off every now and then. Um, I can't seem to get it off. You're listening to the Yarrabug Radio Show here on Radical Radio 3CR. And yes, we are playing a subscriber drive. You'll just have to excuse me for a minute. I really got this thing in the background and I cannot... Sh- silence.
1: It's been a long time since we've been in the studio managing uh, the the multiple streams of technology that uh, the 1970s panel and the uh, 2000s computer system... <laughs>
0: And I really can't get this off. Um, we'll just have to press on. If, in case you're listening, I'm waiting for somebody to come through the door from management to help <laughs> me with this panel. Um, there's a big subscriber drive going on at Community Radio 3CR, and we would encourage anybody who listens to this show that for more, subscribing gives you the right to be involved in how the station is run every year gives you voting rights at the AGM. And you know that actually 3CR relies on the support of our listeners to keep going. We're not-for-profit, community radio license holder, and a strong subscriber base is vital to our financial independence. Um, I do apologize for this. Um, I seem to be able to keep it quiet for a little while and then it stops. that's better. Um, I'll be joined by Faith in a minute. Faith and Val were just along for the show and because I've had a bit of an interruption, I will now go to our little quote from the top of the show. Mankind has invested more than four million years of evolution in an attempt to avoid a physical exertion. Now a group of backward thinking actors mounted on foot-pedaled pairs of hula-hoops, would have us pumping our legs, gritting our teeth and searing our lungs as though we were being chased across the Pliocene savannah by sabre-toothed tigers. Think of the hopes, the dreams, the effort, the brilliance, the pure force of will that over the eons has gone into the creation of the Cadillac Coupe de Ville. Bicycle riders would have us. Throw this all in the trash heap of history. And that little quote, I think it's, um, it conforms to my um, quoting all the way throughout my shows here at 3CR. PJ O'Rourke is dead from last week. And I think um, I'm probably not the first person to say satire is a very hard thing to find on the conservative side of politics. Good morning, Faith.
1: Good morning, Val.
0: Um, I'm going to get Rachel back in a minute because the only reason I've stopped that is turning off the computer. So let's move on. Uh, What a way to start.
1: It's a a heart starter, Monday, off for an exciting start. It is. Um,
0: (laughs) (laughs) um, And let's get straight on to it. I'll throw you with a little bite moment from last week. School's back. So sometimes when I'm riding along, of course, uh, there's a uh, little cavalcade of school kids on the way to school up in Richmond High. I'm riding along one of the back streets. Now, I'm not sure what you call them. It's sort of like a skateboard, but one big wheel in the middle, obviously electrified. And quite like my bike moment many, many years ago of somebody singing on the bicycle in front of me, this school kid in the front... I've got to say, was actually dancing on that board, front foot to back foot to back around. It was really quite something, a great skill to watch. It really was spectacular. And Ashley, obviously being somebody who's grown up with a lot of music, dancing the 2-4 time, I hope at some stage to see them dancing at three, four times. That would really take it up a level. But one of those really nice things that uh, yep. to watch, and when you see somebody move like that, um, it really does draw the eye to it, and there's a certain fluidity to it, especially if you're moving along at about 12 kilometres an hour <laughs> and tie up a hair at the same time, dare I add. You've been on travels far north and into the bush.
1: I was, I was. Um, lots of bike moments, but um, the one the one I'll share is a bit different. It's, um, I, as you know, I'm interested in women riding in the 1890s in Melbourne. And while I was uh, checking through some things that had belonged to my my grandmother and uh then my father I found a very old photo taken in the eighteen nineties of my great grandmother with her bicycle in Ballarat, so that was a a very uh special bike moment. It was um she's wearing you know the active wear of the time she's got on her reasonably straight walking type skirt just above her shoes. Um, and a nice blouse it's a summer photo she's wearing a straw hat and a little a short jacket not the longer norfolk jacket they often used to wear um and yeah
0: i saw that photo um it is a um it's just, it's a completely um i'm looking um there there are wonderful um it is the diff- when I looked at it, I thought, yes, there's a simplicity to this and there's um, there, there must have been... They were, they were pushing at the edge, your grandparents? Or was uh, Ballarat a Well, probably was a hub of bicycle uh, activism in those oh, days. Oh, Ballarat...
1: Ba- bicycles were huge because it was full of people who had money.
0: Ah, yes, yeah. of course, and, the gold um, rush.
1: Even in the 1890s, and this was just as... The worst of the re- 1890s recession was dying down. Um, there were still people with money. And what I discovered, because I was thinking, well, because f- generally for women, she was in her 20s at the time, generally you rode a bike then because there was a man in your family who sanctioned it and encouraged it. Um, there were not a lot of women who could go out and buy their own bicycle without consulting anyone yep. else. Um So I looked into it a bit and discovered her brother, who died in 1895, very young. He had been a – his obituary mentions that he'd been a very keen touring cyclist. He was a correspondent for the Victorian Cycling Gazette, and he was the first person to cycle to Woods Point, which is one of my favourite pretty rides. Remind me where Woods Point is Forget Out past Yarra Junction. Ah. Yeah. Very pretty, so that was um yeah. I think uh, there'll have to be some more research done in that area, but uh,
0: ah. yeah. And how is the countryside?
1: The countryside's beautiful. Went up to Beechworth, spent four or five days. Uh, highly recommend. Uh, there's a website called gravelmob.com.au dot com dot au, and they share routes. Um, in the Beechworth area, half-day and full-day cycling routes, you can download the GPX and uh, explore the area using those. Um, amazing, beautiful, beautiful roads and forests and uh, lots of, obviously, in that area for many of the rides and all of them, uh, lots of good food and drink opportunities along the way.
0: Well, there we go. And if you're going to go anywhere you want to... You want to... Tourism in the st- Tourism, <laughs> local tourism, the kickback, these are the places to go. Which yeah. I think, you know, we've hammered this for a long time and it's um, it's uh, always worthwhile um, finding these places and it's always worthwhile getting recommendations and uh, so on. We're still purposely trying to frantically do this, but that's all right. Faith, why don't you, have you got a news item to share with us? Yep. Why don't I just – you go through the news item. I'm just going yep. to duck out a bit.
1: So first up on the news, we have yesterday was the the World Naked Bike Ride to, here in Melbourne. Um, and I've seen quite a few people sharing videos and photos online as they uh, spied several hundred naked or semi-naked people riding their bikes through the sunshine. Nice to see the World Naked Bike Ride still going and uh, making a bit of a resurgence. I think uh, there was a couple of postponements or cancellations during the COVID lockdowns, So it's another sign um, of things sort of uh, getting back to some sort of post-COVID level of activity when you see uh, several hundred naked people riding through the streets of Melbourne. Also in the uh, news yesterday was the first ever running of the Women's Melbourne to Warrnambool Race, Um, 267 kilometres, the Lockhart Energy Women's Warrnambool Classic. It was won by Maeve Plouffe uh, and uh, has in the past been run as a grade of the men's Melbourne to Warrnambool race. But this is the first time where the women have had their own um, event. Cameron Scott won the men's edition of the race. It is the second oldest one-day cycling event in the world after liege Bastion liege uh, and the oldest one-day cycling event in Australia and the longest women's cycling event, one-day event in the world. Still. Yep. And uh, one thing I thought... Because it's great to see a, a women's race. Yep. Um, the first event was run in 1895, so well, the women's full event has been 127 years. Yeah. It's coming, um, and uh, I thought one thing I thought was interesting because the the race started in 1895, and and people were. There were people at the time doing long-distance challenges and really interested in testing themselves, and one of those people was Phoebe Nichols, who was a champion cyclist at the time. Um, so in 1898, after the race had been run, Phoebe decided to ride from Warrnambool to Melbourne um, and test herself, which she did on a day, I think, in September, um but she got home to her home in Corfield, and she had a cyclometer and on her cyclometer it showed 180 miles mm-hmm. and she was a woman who liked nice round numbers. So she, it was 10pm at night. She headed out and rode another 20 miles before midnight to bring it up to 200 miles for the day. So 127 years, um, for the women's race to become a thing and, uh, women have been interested in doing that for almost as long.
0: We have a lovely history of this, actually, don't we?
1: Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to detract from the – it is great that it is now an an event and it was yeah. great to see so many women being able to take part in such a competitive race. Um,
0: yeah. Uh, we move. We move slowly, <laughs> sometimes quickly. Um Look, I'm not too sure whether people keep tracking it. There's been a, um, I would say, subtle change to the highway code in the UK, which has kicked up the usual, uh, I'm going to say, explosion of misinformation. Um, God, I think they hate cyclists nearly as much as we do in Australia, actually. It's been quite fascinating. Um, They're quite... uh, in a lot of ways, they've just actually clarified the law. Um, in a lot of cases, actually, we all know that actually when we feel in danger, actually, in our law here in Australia, you're quite um, allowed to take up the full line. Um, entrances to um, roundabouts are a perfect example here. They've, their highway code was a little bit ambiguous about the ability to do that, and they've cleared that up. Now, the Times in England have now turned that into an idea that actually cyclists are just going to take over the the whole roads, which is quite fascinating. They're really running a campaign, editorials against cycling. The same thing, the holy trifecta, licensing for riders, registration for bikes, the whole wacky do. Mm. Um, and look, the other thing is, which is uh, can be a... Uh, And not an ambiguity, but people don't... I don't think they've ever read the rules or understood them here in Australia. It is quite legal to ride two abreast in Australia. The English have actually clarified this to say that you shouldn't be riding more than two abreast. So they've recycled that. And they actually cite... um, To probably give a little bit of sucker or explanation to the people who can't understand this, that... um, Maybe when you're riding with inexperienced cyclists or riding with children, the idea of riding in a large group means a lot more safety for the cyclist amongst them. Just a subtle change, but it's created a furore again. (laughs) Really hard to understand. Well, it's not hard to understand because we see it happening over and over again. But for a newspaper like The Times, who I remember rightly about four or five years ago, ran for weeks, a really good um, series on road safety uh, and really highlighting the need for safer cycling infrastructure and a growing in the number of uh, cyclists on the road and a bit of a clarification of uh, their rights and responsibilities. Then the turnaround, and in the last month or so, to be more like the Herald Sun, Oh, God, they're been, owned um, by the same owner. Shit. I mean...
1: Well, it, maybe their pro cycling stance was part of their pro Boris campaign at the time.
0: Now, I hadn't thought of that, but now I can see it. The Olympic Games, yes, it brought upon all Boris those Boris was
1: very a... big on cycling in London yes. back then. Um, so it's that might be the, the connection. And it's, it's you know, recently we've often seen Vic Rhodes or the DOT running... Um, social media posts, particularly on Facebook, clarifying that it's actually safer um, for cyclists to ride to abreast and it's easier for drivers to overtake cyclists when they're too abreast yeah. because they don't have to overtake as long a distance. Um, and it does generate this upswell of comments from people who have clearly ne- not familiar with the road laws um, and are outraged at this idea. Yeah. But I think it's also important to remember that the vast majority of people don't have any issue with it and they just shrug and move on. Like the person who is motivated to leave those comments is the person who is looking for yeah. a reason to unleash. Yeah. So it's, um, it creates a very unbalanced yeah. sort of uh, impression of things.
0: And there's no doubt the emotion of our decade has been outrage. So, as soon as you feel outraged and you have a. Um, that's why I'm keeping my voice very level here. <laughs> <laughs> And if you have an opportunity to outrage, especially on social media or comments on newspaper articles, um, it is those people who take that opportunity. Yep. Yep. So, know your, know your rights and responsibilities on the road. Yes, it's a little bit like I'm standing on a T-intersection. And you've got to decide whether to put your foot on the road and hope the driver coming up to the intersection knows the road rules, which means a lot of people don't do it. Um, we're going to be straight back after I throw the switch to Vaudeville.
1: Mm-hmm. And you're back listening to the Yarrabog Radio Show on 3CR with Val and Faith.
0: So much going on. Winter is here again.
1: (laughs) That's an extreme response to this morning's gorgeous temperatures. Well, if
0: I have to put a jumper on, it's winter. Come on. (laughs) It's the best time of year,
1: Val. Autumn. Yes, I know, but
0: autumn, we seem to have skipped autumn and gone straight from summer to, to early winter, uh, which is a little bit uh, off the queue. Um,
1: and what also happens at this time of year in February, besides the beautiful, cool morning temperatures,
0: is that you need, if you're listening to this show and you appreciate independent media, independent views things away from the mainstream media, or even you can hear the music you love, a great mix of musical genres, from opera to Celtic folk, jazz, nostalgia to hip-hop, marching bands to noise and electronica. It's a licorice all sort here at 3CR. And, you know, 3CR's been going since Goughfootland opened up the airways to the voiceless. It's still going. Why is it still going from all those years, from 1973 or 1972 to now, run by volunteers?
1: 400 volunteers doing 120 shows.
0: And still going strong.
1: And diversity of content that you won't get on any commercial station.
0: And Amy Goodman from Democracy Now! either. So it is really important that 3CR stays alive and vibrant You should subscribe. Yep. If you can, if you can't, letters of encouragement are always welcome.
1: And there's a couple of um, subscriber levels. So, you know, even if you're not as cashed up as others, you can still possibly find one that you can afford. And
0: how do I do it? I'll tell you what. You pick up the Odie Cologne. The number is 9419 (laughs) 8377, or if you've got one of those new Fandangle computers, just go to 3cr.org.au backslash subscribe. It's easy. It's easy.
1: It is easy and it makes a difference. It does. And 3CR, this is something that some people, you know, people think community radio stations run on grants. 3CR gets no government funding. Yeah. It's, uh supported by its listeners, and that's what keeps it on the air.
0: And I dare hardly remind people, 3RR started in exactly the same boat as 3CR, still both going very strongly You it.
1: Yep. Community Radio and Medicare, the last bastion of... <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, I was going to say, actually, it's in one political party's DNA that the first thing we do is slash Medicare, and then we come for the ABC. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> They shall be remain nameless. Yeah. Um, uh, what else is news?
1: Um, look, there's a little bit of local news. The uh, consultation in Moreland on uh, some pop-up bike lanes that were installed as part of their COVID response is ongoing. Um, you can look at the Conversations Moreland website and find those uh, projects or we'll put a link up if you um, travel through Moorland or live or work there. Um, it's important to keep responding because there's, there are several waves in this consultation and if you responded in the first wave, that doesn't count amongst the responses in this second wave. So um, these are consultations on Northumberland Road, Albion Street, Glen Lyon Road and a couple of other projects. But important to have your say there and give some feedback to council on the value of those projects.
0: There we go. Look, just, I know it's a little bit short. I'm just um, working at uh, Second Chance Cycles, and watching our pile of rubbish grow and grow and grow. um, I'm starting to realise that a lot of us as cyclists probably don't pay enough attention to how we dispose of the things that we wear out. And I'm going to make particular mention of tyres and tubes. I know there is no free recycling for tyres and tubes, but I think... We wouldn't do us much damage on an individual level to seek out and be very much aware of how we dispose of these um, things that we wear out. Um, I know it's it's not easy here in Melbourne to find somebody who will recycle bicycle tyres. I think at the at the moment you actually have to pay um, somebody to take them away. I would think the only avenue to do that is to have a environmentally aware bicycle shop that it will actually, I think, maybe charge you a surcharge on buying a new tyre. I'm not sure how you work it. But I think as a group, we've got to start to realise we're creating an enormous problem. I know even in Germany now, I think Schwab will start, well, one of the big tyre makers, are starting up some way to embed recycling in it, but mostly the world over, they're incinerated, and you know we've got to be consciously aware of that. Also, I've be- I've become so Im- imbued to it that actually, the see so many bicycles just thrown away, it um, a lot of people can see it as an opportunity, but when you look at it in the overall thing, it's really, you know, we've become just a throwaway culture. I know I'm not going to change that, but I would think that cyclists particularly have some sort of environmental awareness about what they use and then what they dispose of. I'll get off my soapbox now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's interesting. You can see them on the side of the road. You can see them everywhere. Yeah. It's um and they are. They've got a lot of toxic crap in them.
1: They do. And it yeah. is part of that thing where um, things become cheaper and more accessible but it also means you don't have to sell it when you've worn it out. You can just chuck it. Yep. And um, And, look, to be honest, I'm going to disagree. I think the more cycling becomes something that people do as a form of transport without – identifying as a cyclist, there's no reason why a cyclist would think of it any more than anyone else. No, true. Um, yeah. And so it is that thing that in general, I think we have to be aware just as, yeah, but it is a big issue. I mean, people just buy new stuff yeah, a lot of the time because they don't want to fix a flat tire or. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then we bemoan the fact that actually I can't fix my Apple phone because they've made it impossible to fix. And I say, well, the things you can fix we're not fixy anyway. So I yeah. know. Uh, anyway, look, it's just that uh, sheer fact of looking at it once a week, and it's not just from us; it's from governments, it's from everybody. Yep. You know. Yep. Um, anyway, it might take a little bit of that smugness off those cyclists. <laughs> heaven forbid. <laughs>
1: Um, I'll just mention a couple of events coming up very quickly. One is a cycling and the federal election online webinar. It's been organised by the Metropolitan Metropolitan Transport Forum on behalf of 26 Melbourne councils. It's on Thursday, the 24th of February. That's this Thursday, uh, between 6.30 and 8pm. And we'll have speakers from each of the major political parties um, to talk about what uh, they plan to do for cycling. Um, we'll post a, a link up to that event or you can try Googling it, Metropolitan Transport Forum on Cycling and the Federal Election. And yeah. also one thing to look out for is the Moreland Bug International Women's Day Ride is coming up soon. So we'll be posting a link to that.
0: And that's all we've got time for this week. I apologise for the terrible start, but we got over it. Next up is... Shebop.
1: Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast.